Welcome to the Postpartum University Podcast, where we support you and your provider in understanding the science, the art, and the sacredness of healing after birth. I'm Miranda Bauer, your host, your postpartum nutrition specialist and homesteading mom with four wild kids. It's time to get you the holistic whole body healing that works. Welcome everyone. It's Miranda Bauer here with the Postpartum University podcast. And I have a topic here that absolutely needs to be said. And if your kids are listening in, you want to be sure to put your headphones (laughs) in because this is not a conversation for them. We are going to be talking about sex and relationships. So this is a really important topic. And Jen Melville, she's our guest She's a wife, a mom, a professional sex and relationship coach. She has a private practice where she helps couples transform from this tired, detached, overwhelmed space that is postpartum oftentimes to very connected, supportive, and passionate sexual partners. Getting back to that again. So Jen, welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. And I have to tell you, I'm very excited for your story. How in the world did you get to do this work and to have these exciting conversations? Yes. It's, um, it, it, it did start in a very unique way, which is awesome. So I, my, my main, my main background, I worked 12 years in higher education. So I worked in housing and then as a serial entrepreneur, I started doing passion parties. So like intimacy parties where you would sell vibrators and sex toys at in women's homes. And so I was like, oh, this is a great side hustle. I got my job. I'm selling vibrators and orgasms on the side. <laughs> like can't get any better than this. But what I found was women were coming. So if you've never been to a party like this, there's like a little presentation and then there's a private consult with me as the consultant. But when we're coming in there and I'm thinking like, oh, okay, which vibrator, which lube, which shave cream do you want? And, but they're like divulging all of these mm-hmm. things, like from anywhere from I'm 70 years old and my husband passed away and I've never owned a vibrator to I've never orgasm to I fake it all the time to I'm way too tired. I have no sex drive. Uh, we're about to get divorced. We're going through infertility. Like you name it. I heard it. And I was like, oh my goodness, like what these women had nowhere to go. They had no one to talk to, meaning they had people to speak to. Like I've heard, like I've been to my doctor, I've been to my OB, I have a therapist, I talked to my friend, but no one could really understand or guide them in a direction to really help them get their their challenges resolved, but also the, the life that they desire. And so I was like, I got to, I got to do something. And so within all this mix, I enrolled in a certification program uh, to become a sex coach. So different than therapy, therapy will generally focus on things in the past, emotional type stuff, what brought you to the present. In coaching, I, I think think of it as like, I literally am on the field with you in a huddle. Like, what are we talking about? What are we doing? What's the next play? What's the next move? What's the strategy? What's the game plan? And then go do it. Come back to the huddle. Let's talk about what went well, what didn't go well. So I mainly work with women sometimes alone, uh, but most of the time in a couple relationship who are, I say they have toddlers to preteens. So 
generally they are newer parents and they're just trying to navigate how to manage this relationship, this new body, this new way of being a person. Like, hey, I'm Miranda, but now I was Miranda and a wife or a girlfriend. Now I'm Miranda, a wife, a girlfriend and a mom and a worker and a daughter. And so how do we just work in all this and stay connected with our partner? Because that's, you, you know, they're your person, but it's the first thing to go and generally might, you know, get some conflicts in there. So that's how I came about working in this sexual health sort of field and what I focus my practice on now. I absolutely love this. You know, (laughs) when I had a coaching practice for 10 plus years, now I'm working more with professionals. So I don't do that one-on-one coaching as much as I I used to, but I will tell you every single woman, a woman that, that I was working with had some story, uh, some sexual desire or some relationship issue or working around sex that they were Mm -hmm. trying to resolve within the postpartum years. It was a story that always, always came up and working through what it meant to be intimate, working through, you know, the exhaustion and the healing and the burnout and the lack of support and often the growing resentment towards your partner because of the lack of support, right? Yeah. So how do we get through all of that before being comfortable with the idea of intimacy or sex with our partner? Or is it even required to get through all of that Yeah. first? Well, Miranda, that is a loaded question. It is. <laughs> I, know. I know. I could spend a week answering it. Let's do it. Let's, let's Let- have this serious conversation because... I don't think that we can get any further in this conversation until we address this piece around postpartum, right? I mean, because seriously, all of the things that happen, again, the, the relationship changes and me becoming a new person or whomever becoming a new person in postpartum, right? Now you're this mom. How do you how do you be sexual and a mom? Like that's <laughs> that's new, right? But also the healing. Also, the exhaustion, the burnout, the lack of the support, the resentment, like I, I, these are real things. Yeah. How do we move past that? And and if we do, we need to move past it in order to or is sex a part of moving past it? I don't know. I let's let's dive in. Talk it out. Let's talk it out. Okay. so I, I think the first part is number one, having grace with yourself. Right. And really just accepting in terms of what is. So you had said in in our intro here, like, you know, how do we get back to that? And so really, and I tell all my clients, but particularly my postpartum clients is you're not getting back to anything, right? You're not going back. There's no going back and accepting that you have new roles. You have this new body. There's some mental and physical healing that may need to take place. Your partner has a new role, a new responsibility, some mental, emotional healing that may need to take place. And so coming to a place of acceptance first of having, adding a child to your life is forever life-changing. And you don't need to go back to feel connected or to feel sexual with your partner or to feel like you have that you you don't have to feel like you lost something 
And so a lot of that is just training our brain that what is our new normal? And so I spend a lot of time with my clients talking about what is normal. You know, people come to me like, is it normal to blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, am I normal if I do this? Or I saw this on TV. Or, you know, my friend was, you know, having sex with their partner before even the six weeks was up. Like, and so I, you know, am I not normal that I don't even want them to be in the same room with me? So the reality is whatever is your normal or you develop to be your new normal, that is normal. As long as you, there's no lack of something. So if there is one or both parties that are lacking in connection or intimacy, and I'm going to use intimacy very fluidly, especially in the postpartum stage, when people hear me say sex or intimacy, they think penis and vagina, everyone orgasms. And so I'm going to encourage anyone who's listening to this that change the way you think about intimacy and sex, because that will help take the pressure off. So intimacy doesn't just have to mean we need to have intercourse or everyone needs to have an orgasm. So changing the language around how we view what intimacy is and developing what becomes normal for you and your partner. So if you're lacking in some way, so if if you're lacking in the sexual aspect and you want to have a discussion about it, or you're lacking in the just general connection, they don't understand me anymore. Like, I had, I have four-year-old twins. Those postpartum hormones, holy cannoli. Like it's like an out of, everyone experiences it differently. Yeah. Yeah. But it's such an out, like I was watching myself and, and, and mine, I think was relatively mild, meaning I had no anxiety or depression over my children. I had anxiety over my dog. Like I had, I have a very attached dog. He's in the background over here. And I was like, I'm not spending enough time with him. I like, literally would set my alarm and like go sit with him on the couch <laughs> because I had twins. So like whenever they were awake and I was so anxious about if, is my dog feeling loved, you know? So it just shows up in so many different ways. But I think the very first part to get back to your question is acknowledging that whatever is about to become normal for you, as long as it's agreed upon and feels healthy and acceptable to the two of you, there's no one to compare yourself to. There's no box you have to put yourself in. Mm, I love this. I love this. So really, however you're feeling, you know, to summarize is exactly how it should be. Yes. As long as no one is lacking. And I want to go back because you, you've said that intimacy and sex are very different. And Mm -hmm. this is something that has come up multiple times when I'm working with moms that we actually don't know the difference. And so I want to like share some examples. We all know what sex is, but what in the world is intimacy if intimacy (laughs) is not necessarily sex? And some examples that I had always given was like naked time watching a movie on the couch together, right? Yeah. That's, you don't even have to, you can just hold hands, right? Mm-hmm. and just be in each other's space, that's a level of intimacy. So you can get really creative and maybe you have some other ideas, Jen. How do you yeah. become, how, how, what is intimacy? How can you define it? What are some examples of what that means? Because I think that's a really key component to this because so often we're so much more 
likely during this time to be intimate with our partner or desire to be intimate, but not necessarily sexual. Yes. So there's two, there's two things that I want to say about this one. Yes. Defining what intimacy means to you. So for the, for the, for the simplistic definition, we'll define sex as terms of like intercourse, penetration, all clothes are off. This is how, you know, if you didn't go through any kind of medical assistance, likely how this pregnancy came about. <laughs> that is what we'll define as sex. And I I try to very rarely use that term because intimacy shows up in our lives in typically about five different ways. So women in general, our main desire in a relationship in terms of a sexual relationship or intimate relationship is to feel connection and pleasure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so how you achieve that is going to be defined by your relationship, by you and your partner. And it can be so fluid. We can achieve it in many different ways. So like your example of sitting on the couch, you don't even have to be naked. Like if you're sitting on the couch, embracing one another, you can feel pleasure that can release. And I'm not a medical professional. We'll put that right out there, but release those pleasure endorphins in your brain that are the same release. If six months ago you were having an orgasm with your partner and vice versa, you could have had an orgasm or faked it with your partner six months ago, and you're not feeling anywhere near as connected or the level of intimacy with your partner as you do in that moment that you've taken the time to sit together to watch or do something you enjoy and have a quiet moment together. So that's why it's becoming defining what that is. So I would say if, if you're looking for, there's like five different ways that you can be intimate with someone. So it would be obviously the sexual intimacy, what we talked about, penis and vagina, orgasms, naked, uh, there's physical intimacy. Are you holding hands? Are you cuddling at night? Are you embracing when you come and leave the house? Are you kissing each other good morning and good night? There's intellectual intimacy. Are you, you know, as we become parents, you know, all we're talking about is what the kids are eating for snacks and who's had to be picked up or dropped off. So are you intentionally engaging in conversation that are stimulating the intellectual part of your relationship. And you poop. can get that same. I feel like that's a huge component of conversation. Yeah. I just had to throw that out there and talking yes. about poop. Keep going. <laughs> exactly. Talking about poop isn't exactly the most intimate connection with your partner. <laughs> so are you engaging in, in the intellectual piece, emotional intimacy? Are you tuned in to how your partner is feeling? And I hope that we also have, you know, same sex codes, but also male counterparts. I hope they're listening, you know, because it's just as much, you know, getting them to understand what's going in in the postpartum world as it is for us as women in this postpartum world. So, you know, are you engaging emotionally? Do you tell each other that I love you? I appreciate you. You're doing a really great job. Is there anything I can do for you? And then you have your, I lost my train of thought, sexual, physical, emotional, spiritual, spiritual. So what are you connecting with? So whether it's a, it's a higher power or a meditation or, so these are all within yourself. You can experience these intimate moments in yourself, but also with your partner. And they all can be as equally as supportive to an intimate relationship as one or the other. Uh, so I wanted to say a bit about that. The other thing that I see a lot with postpartum women is what I like to call affection resistance. 
So what that means is if whether or not you had a very sexual relationship prior to baby or pregnancy, or you didn't, whether you did or didn't, it doesn't matter. Oftentimes, if there's the pressure to always perform, meaning, gosh, every time we cuddle on the couch, it means I'm going to have to, you know, have, have oral sex or intercourse or whatever it might be, then you start to not touch at all. So you start to avoid the touching. <laughs> and so be wary of that. Be aware of that. And and it really boils down to Miranda like just the open communication. Right? If 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 you if if the people that are listening if you've never taken the love language test, um you can just google it, the five love languages. I, I use that a lot with my clients because it's knowing how your partner needs to receive love and appreciation. So armed with that knowledge and how to implement it is going to help so much in your, so it's not just our responsibility as the female going through postpartum and, you know, having the baby It is just as much as our partner's responsibility to be aware of the experiences that we're having, to be aware of how we need or want to be intimately connected to them at this point. And what is the most effective way to do that? And so Arming yourself with knowledge, I think, is just the starting, the baseline of how to survive this period and your your future period. Because like you said, if resentment builds and it builds over time and we're not communicating, we're not aware of how our partner likes to receive love. If we're not, you know, accepting of what is in this moment and looking to build upon it, then it's going to carry on beyond this beginning of the postpartum period. It's going to go into your relationship. Wait till your kids become toddlers. If you're a birth and postpartum professional who wants to give the families you serve some solid, holistic, evidence-based information regarding nutrition, repletion, and nourishing your body after baby, this is for you. I have 18 beautiful pages in a handout form that is completely free free full guide to nutrition completion, common misconceptions, supplement support, favorite recipes, 30 healthy and quick snacks, and so many more. You can download your free collection with handouts at postpartumu, that's the letter u.com slash handouts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, the divorce rate in the first year postpartum are astronomical. And, and I want to say about the love language, how incredibly key that has been to my own personal relationships. And I see it such an important component to so many. I mean, just in general, the love language is, is phenomenal, but not just so that you can understand your partner. I think it's also really important to understand what it is that you want. Because so yes. many of us yes. have such a hard time communicating or even understanding what it is that we want. And if we don't truly understand it, it becomes really difficult to communicate. And then we don't have those conversations and then everybody's confused. I, I, I agree with you 100%. It's just as much yeah. us. Yeah. So learn your love language if you haven't done so already learn your partner's love language, sit down and have a conversation about your love language. And I would dare say even make a plan on how to be more intimate and sexual to meet both of your needs. 
Like, what are your needs? What are my needs? Let's talk it out together. And then I think, you know, and, and this whole postpartum when you, when you have, and I'm saying postpartum as in the years after having kids, right. You've got toddlers too. You've got young kids. You have to develop a plan, Mm -hmm. a strategy. Yes. Time away. Right. Like I've got to, I got to call the babysitter in, right. Like (laughs) you, you got to make people forget that. Like people think relationships just happen. Mm -hmm. They don't. And I'm sorry to burst everyone's bubble, but healthy relationships don't just happen. Do you have healthy and fun moments? Sure. We all do. But it, this is about, and this is what I tell my couples in my couples program, we're talking about sustainable, simple, yet consistent and intentional things to move your relationship forward. Because this is just your, if you know, this might just be your first sort of life-changing event. You could have another child. Um, You could have some sort of death in the family. You could buy a new house. You can move across the country. Like, all of these things are going to happen throughout, hopefully, the 40, 50, 60 years that you're married. So if you can't, if you are not able to be armed with the strategies on how to move that forward, then you're going to struggle in all of these times. And, and I want to leave your audience really with a gift before I, before I forget. Because um, we said, like, just sit down, have a conversation. That's the hardest part. Right. People are like, a lot of my clients don't even know how to communicate with each other. (laughs) So never mind have sex or intimacy together. They can't even talk about their emotions. Right. And we could get in. That's a whole other podcast. But um, here's a strategy that I actually give to my clients during my coaching program that I'm going to give to everyone right now. So every night, especially during prior to the baby, after the baby, at any point for your entire relationship, I want you to do this. It could be five minutes. It could be 10 minutes, however long you want to spend. It's called a clearing exercise. So every night, morning, somewhere within a 24-hour period that you can give each other your undivided attention, turn off your phones, sit together, make eye contact. And I want you to share three statements with each other. Take turns. And the first one is, everyone get your pens, something I need to tell you. So what do you need them to know? Whether it's immediate, like I need you to go pick up the laundry at the laundromat on your way home. (laughs) Because at some point that communication got lost somewhere, right? Or it could be deeper. I need you to know I'm feeling really sad today. I just need you to know that, okay? Or I need you to know I don't feel supported um, as much today because whatever. The second is I need this from you. So I something I need to tell you, something I need from you. What do you need them to do, okay? What do you, how do you need them to respond? How do you need them to support you, okay? And the last one is, um, something I appreciate about you. So sharing appreciation with one another is so important. And none of these have to be negative. None of these, they could be big picture, small picture. What it does is you're being very intentional about opening the doors of communication about things you need your partner to know, things you need, things you need from your partner, 
and what you have appreciated about them. And the more that you do these things, the the more the conversations will flow a little bit more naturally. This is this is amazing information. <laughs> Phenomenal, right? Well beyond what I thought this episode was going in. Oh. I feel like we could do we could do multiple episodes and have a very long conversation. I like I want to get into like what about being touched out, right? And yes, there's all of the so things. many things. Where can people reach out to you to have these conversations? Yes. So, yes. So you can reach me. My website is jennifer-melville.com. You can find all these other links on there, but that's my website. Um, I do a lot of free tips and tricks and all that stuff on Instagram uh, at jennifer underscore melville underscore. I also want to plug in there, um, I'm doing a workshop on Sunday, March 5th at 3 p.m. Eastern on staying intimately connected during pregnancy and postpartum. Mm. So it's a 90-minute virtual workshop. We will dig into being overtouched, how to communicate conversations. We're going to dig into all of it. Um, so certainly register for that. The link is on my website. I'm sure Miranda will put it, I'll give it to her so she can put it in our show notes. Um, but I would love to have you join me. Uh, that's a good way to start. Um, but on my website, you'll find some helpful resources. You'll also find the, all the information about my couples program, which Mm. really breaks down all of these pieces on how to continue not only a postpartum, but well beyond postpartum as well and how to be armed with the tools and resources to you know really have the relationship you desire at every point in your life. Thank you so so much for this conversation and for your wisdom. I just uh I like it's a safe conversation I feel like having with you. So absolutely if you're listening and this resonates with you connect with her everything's in the show notes as always and yes Yes. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. And to, to all of your listeners, like you got this, it's a, you know, it's a never ending road, but just embrace that this is your new normal and, you know, don't focus on the past. Just let's move forward to how you can be healthy and happy. So beautiful, beautiful. Love this episode. Let us know by leaving an amazing review. Your support is everything. Want more? Head over to postpartumu.com. That's postpartum, the letter U.com, and explore how we support moms like you in holistic whole body healing that's specific for the unique needs of mamas in the years postpartum. See you there.